0: the lake. I'm having a pretty quick walk today and there's thunderstorms forecast. As I missed an early walk I'm going to fit in between rain and thunderstorms. So I'd mention a bit more about, uh, I suppose it's iconography really. Having talked about faint, slight smile that's commonly seen on the face of Buddha statues, uh, I've spoken about that yesterday. I was thinking about some of the other representations, some of the other. beings, I suppose you could call them. One of the, one that, one of the ones that comes to mind is Avalokiteshvara, who's, who's the bodhisattva of compassion. She's also known as Kanzeon or Quan Yin in Japanese and Chinese. The iconography around her is, is interesting and varied. But there's just one type of representation which is probably not the most common but is, uh, is sometimes used and does tie in with uh, what I was talking about yesterday. And that particular style of representation is uh, there's a, a representation of her in-forward, in deep in-forward and it's, uh, it's very much tied in with a, another aspect of posture. Uh, in the, very often it's uh, she's in a position of, of ease, where she's sitting with one leg straight down and the other one crossed leg, lower leg horizontally. Uh, it's almost like she's in, in half of a lotus position and the other leg is straight. Uh, Enter the knee downwards. Does any sense at all? Uh, anyway, it's a comfortable position. So she's looking relaxed, and the particular particular aspect of her representation I wanted to talk about is actually what—well, her, her face and her hand. She has her. She has her normally right hand, I think. Um, held up to her face, typically, as I remember, one, um, her thumb under her chin, and then either one or two fingers gently against her, her right cheek. And it, it's very much uh, a thoughtful, questioning appearance. meaningful because, again, partly it's an antidote to my particular main issue, or one of them, which is trying too hard. So to see Kanzeon represented as somebody who is sitting in a very relaxed way is quite a powerful teaching. It's a reminder to release unnecessary tension and stop striving enough to be here and now. But part of the teaching of this is that Avalokiteshvara is translated as she who hears the cries of the world. Which is I think An amazing expression of receptiveness and compassion. It implies that, however peaceful, there is an element of action, an element of activity which is listening and listening within, and also an element of activity which is. Applying what you have to the needs of the situation. Something that I've mentioned before, I think. And there's an implication there of the need for stillness and focus and clarity. I don't think there's an indication from this particular form of the Avalokitesvara statue that she's about to launch into any unconsidered action. She may be about to act, but she'll be coming from something deeply considered. from a firm basis in a sense. So again, as with so much iconography, Buddhist iconography, there is a lot of meaning in something which might be thought of as being a simple representation. There are many representations of Avalkitishvara, some of which I, I may talk about at another time, but um, that was the particular one that I wanted to mention because it seems to be very related to and complement to complementary to that I was talking about before, about the Buddha's smile. So that seems to me to be a a nice little self-contained subject. There's plenty more to say about Abholakiteshvara. there's plenty more to say about other other representations, other statues. So I think I'll I'll leave it there. I shall continue my walk, hopefully not get struck by lightning, but we'll see. And I hope you're having a good day. And stay well.